you ever wish that you could have a therapist as a friend? Well, now's your chance. I'm Marianne Griffith, and I'm the host of the Renewal Session Podcast, where each week we have real conversations about the messy and the meaningful things of life with me and some of my friends. I'm a therapist who's passionate about helping people break free of strongholds and create a better life. Pull up a seat and let's dive in to a real conversation. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Renewal Session. We've taken a little break here to enjoy the holiday, and we are gearing up for 2022. And so we thought today's episode, we would talk about what we think the direction of the Renewal Session is for 2022. So I want to welcome to the show my co-host and daughter, Katie Griffith. Hi, Kate. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. Glad to be back. I know it's so funny because what people don't know, well, some people do, is that we do we record over Zoom. And so you and I were talking before I hit the record button and <laughs> you were telling me you put this roof rack on your car. And then I was yeah. like, Katie, I'm going to hit record. We have to start. And you're like, OK, bye. <laughs> Did you even catch that you did that? No, I didn't. (laughs) No, you're actually staying on the call with me, babe. (laughs) Yeah, it it felt like a hang up, like we were done talking. So, (laughs) nope, just switching gears, just switching gears. So, so how was, how did you feel like the end of the year went for you? Like, do you feel a sense of like, okay, I'm grabbing hold of the new year and doing something different? Or do you feel like, it's just an extension because we're still stuck in COVID. Well, I do feel like it's a new year. Um, I, I will say that the end of my 2021 was a lot. I traveled to see you guys twice. I've been like reorganizing my life here in Memphis. And like my dog had a wart on the bottom of her foot that had to get removed. Oh gosh, it makes it sound like she's a dirty dog. <laughs> no, she oh. like, I'm not joking. I thought it was Can you just toe. say like she had a little surgery? <laughs> Leave the wart yeah, out? Yeah, I guess she had a mass. We'll call it a mass. But I okay, literally okay. thought, I thought it was an extra toe. So she's much oh, better. She gosh. got her stitch. She got her stitches out today, so she's napping right now. But yeah, no, it was a busy end of the year, but I'm excited. I feel like 2022 is going to be good. Everything I own is clean and all fresh and started new. Wait a minute. You threw me for a loop there. Everything I own is clean. Was everything you own dirty before? No, but I just, no, but I just like gave it a once over, you know, like a little freshening up. Like to your standard or my standard to your standard. So it's like real, it's like really clean. I can't even believe this. It makes me so happy to hear. Not that you're way, you're way more clean. Don't, don't hear me say your standards are good. I'm just saying I've got some pretty crazy standards when it comes to, that's why I'm saying it's pretty crazy clean. So Yeah. yeah, no, my felt like the same kind of thing. Like it was a really busy time. It was so fun to have you and Jack here and just veg and do what we do. I, I loved what you said when you were here about like, I just love being here. It's so relaxing. Like we're just chill. And I love, I love that both of you came home and felt like that's what coming home means opposed to I'm here to check a box. 
Right. right? So I was super stoked about that, but it, it did, it went fast, but at the same time, you know, like anything, all of us like to go back to our normal circumstances and get some energy going around this, the start of the new year. So yeah, you absolutely. said to me though, something interesting when you were here, which is the lead in for today's podcast is you made the comment. I, well, let me say what I said. I said, I feel like doing this podcast is a calling that it's not just something to throw a mic in front of my face or in front of your face and start teaching things, um, and making the SEO of the, you know, each, each episode, um, where it, what, what do you do with the SEO? You know, where it like, I don't even know what that is, you know, search engine optimization. It's like you put keywords in there and people search, you know, searchability, whatever. And and so I was so stuck in the weeds of in order to do a good podcast, it really, you have to be a genius in all of these other areas. And I didn't feel like God called me to be a social media influencer. I felt like he called me to share about him and personal Mm -hmm. growth, theology, psychology. But I also, I was finding myself stuck in these hangups, you know, about If it's a calling, then I want God to give me the words. If it's a calling, then I don't want to run ahead of him, all of that stuff. And this is what you said to me. You said to me, mom, you have years and years of journals that you have written in. You don't think that God's given you the material? Go find your journals. So I did. Oh, good. This is super exciting. They got a lot fancier as time went on. So my, I know you have some really bougie journals. Well, no, I streamlined as I got older to this very cool leather journal. You can get them on the Amazon. This I'm not plugging this like, as in I get anything from it, but it's gallery leather journals. And, um, I love them. I'm super obsessed. And, but I didn't start off that way. I started out with cutesy ones. So this is a pink one with an embossed heart on it. But check this out, Katie. This stinking journal is from 2001. Oh my gosh. 2001. How old were you? Oh, come on now. Well, Uh, how old were you? 30. I was 30. You were only only five years older than me when you started writing that journal. Right. And uh, you were five. Yeah. Right. So trippy. So I was like, okay, what, what, what do you think a first page in a journal would say? I'll tell you, you don't even have to wonder. It said in the past, I have started so many journals only to fail miserably, <laughs> but this one, but this one's going to be different. <laughs> basically this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit down and make boundaries for myself. Oh my gosh. So here are my rules for my journal pages, right? Only when you feel like it, write Whatever you want, write as much or as little as you want. Let this be an opportunity to let yourself be free. Oh, those actually aren't bad boundaries. Are they? No, they're not bad. Okay, so you want to know what the next pages look like? 
sure. Okay, hold on. Let me find one. What I'll say is we have had these journals and I have known about them since I was probably six. So when you started journaling, you like really started journaling because I remember you being a journaler all my life. Yeah. Yeah. What I think is, yeah, what I think will be interesting is as you go through these journals, like, and reflect on those years, like what kinds of themes come out of like things that a typical 30 year old would struggle with or 25 year old or whatever. And just like be interested to see if that stuff still translates to today. And if you feel like you've made progress in those categories. Right. And that's kind of what you were, what we were talking about when you were here. Right. Yeah. So here's what's interesting. So I won't, they're all kind of the same, but I'll tell you that the vast majority of them are filled with pages of polarized feelings. So the first set of feelings is really, I'm a failure. I, you know, I weigh too much. I'm out of control. How do I get people to like me? Why does everybody else seem to be growing spiritually? And I'm not Mm. right. Like I'm supposed to have this figured out. I grew up in the church, all of those kinds of things. And then the polarized to that is here's a verse God gave me. Let me unpack this. What do you, I think God's saying to me through this verse. So I have very, like, if you look at my journal, it's like one day, big words that are like scribbled out and self-hatred. And the next day is Jesus loves me. This I know. (laughs) I was so conflicted. Okay. But I want to tell you that I started this journal on September 8th, 2001. Okay. Six pages later, September 8th, 2003. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that so pathetic? I mean, you, I mean, you followed your rule only. Right I really when you did. Are. I really, really did. <laughs> That's hysterical. So funny. That, so by the end of the journal, which by the way, is not full. (laughs) My last date, my last date that I wrote in here, I think I went through a poetry trip because there's like poetry in here. Okay. My last entry is this, what we do in this life echoes in eternity. Oh my gosh. (laughs) From the gladiator movie. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. How funny. Let me tell you the date on that. Hold on. I got to find it. 10, 11, 04. Oh, so this journal is halfway through and it covers a span of three years. <laughs> so pathetic. And then the last page, the very last page, food to take three pounds of ground beef, package of hot dogs, a loaf of bread, buns, bacon. Oh you wrote your grocery <laughs> list. So, so that funny. is so, so I've come a long way <laughs> because then the next journals I pulled out was from 2008. I, I'm sorry, 2018. I, I ran up to the close, right? And it says you took a word, you took a 14 year break. No, these are just the journals I pulled out. Oh, 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 okay. 
Yeah. They're and, not in order. I took a 14 year break and you remember me as a journalist. Yeah. I was like, what were you doing? So I guess technically I'm lying. My next journal that I pulled out is 2010. Okay. And I started the first page in that journal is May 5th, 2010, Cinco de Mayo. I think this would have wow. been maybe for parking cars in the yard. No. Yeah, anyway. that's right. So the first, these are the first words in this journal. Does the Bible talk about the structure of the human psyche? <laughs> Diving right in. Right. So I put out words like soul, spirit, mind, heart, body, will, emotions, words that describe unburdening. So it looks like in 2010, I was knee deep in internal family systems therapy Mm -hmm. and really applying that along with what does it look like to receive and rest in God's word? How do you participate and grow in silence how do you tend and befriend your parts so 2000 which explain well mom explain to the people what internal family systems is because i think one it's your favorite therapy technique and i also think that it is super like approachable as a person yeah so explain what it is So kind of the goals of the approach is to address the wounds and the brokenness to see patterns that keep us from experiencing, you know, freedom. So internal family systems says, we're going to think about it in a structure that all parts of a system. So similar to family systems live within us. There's a true self at the core of all of us. And when we live in that true self, we demonstrate certain qualities But the reality is we often lived more in these parts of us and there are various types of parts of us. There are managers, which are proactive ways to manage our emotions and to grow as a person and keep our lives as stable as possible. Right. And then there's what's called firefighters. And those are the reactive parts of us. And the reactive parts really are about protection. And typically there are triggers that come along with a firefighter. I, I tell people the most common feelings that firefighters, you know, react to are feelings of shame or guilt, fear, betrayal, abandonment, or powerlessness. And, and then there's the exiles. And those are usually the younger parts of us that carry with us, um, wounds that are younger in life. But they're also the parts of us that say this will never happen to us again. So the firefighter's job is to protect what they call the exiled parts, right? So for me personally, what, what I began to realize was this gave language, this gave a structure because I'm all about structure and concepts. So this gave me a structure to be able to communicate what I was feeling. And one of the things that I learned the most that was like game changing game, game, game changing was that I would learn to speak for a part Mm -hmm. of me rather than from a part of me. So Mm -hmm. if I had an angry part that was going on, instead of lashing out in anger, I would say there's a part of me that is so angry. I want to throw this mayonnaise jar across the room at you. Right but I don't actually throw the mayonnaise. That's yes. Why are you grinning? 
Because you did actually throw the mayonnaise. <laughs> but whatever. Tell the people what they what you want. Girl, I threw that mayonnaise. Listen to this. I, I kid you not. I threw that mayonnaise and somehow it managed to hook around the corner and land on the wall in the half bath on the main floor. Go figure. Well, it also like was right when we moved to Chicago. So there was like a ton of, ton of stress. Yeah. So it wasn't really, it wasn't really like you threw mayonnaise at anybody. Didn't you just like throw it on the floor and it exploded? I just was mad and I threw it down. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't throw it at a person. There's no violence just towards the mayonnaise jar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I was a frustration. So, but that was also the same season that I began to decide that it was safer to speak for my parts rather than from my parts, because you know what happens when you throw mayonnaise? It stains your ceiling. Yes. Wait, (laughs) why'd you got to bring up the ceiling? Anyway, it doesn't matter. So you got them repainted. It's fine. It's all good. So then the next year, 2011, it was a lot of the same kinds of things. We were going through our move, but it was the same idea of like, what does it look like to get in touch with the wounds in my life and perhaps the lies that came out of those wounds? And what does God have to say about that? And so I started practicing what I, I still continue to practice, which is a a form of listening prayer where I would write down my thoughts and then I would pause and allow the Holy spirit to remind me of something in God's word. And, um, and so I still practice that to this day. So 2011 was actually a very rich year. I finished that whole journal and then 2018, 20, uh, 18, 19, and 20 were a tremendous amount of things that were about my calling and a lot, a lot of verses coming up over and over again. But the reason that you actually asked me to look at these things was because of the original question, which is how do I, how do I live out this calling and share what I want to, which is heart focused discipleship with people that I wasn't just wanting to like be a teacher of theory and technique or a teacher of theology, because I, I don't want to put elevate myself to be like, I'm right. Listen to me. That just puts me in a weird position. I don't like that, but I can talk about my journey and I can talk about how I've, how I've walked out good, bad, right, wrong, ugly, pretty faith and how I've, how God has woven together a lot of different techniques and books and ideas along, along really with his word coming alive and transforming me Yeah, to the point that I'm almost like, Hey, let me tell you about my wound and let me tell you what God did with it. Yeah. Yep. So, so I feel like you were so instrumental in saying to me, mom, you've been doing this your whole life. Just tell people yeah. what you're doing because you said yourself, like you haven't gotten outside of talking to me. You don't feel like in your age group, there's a lot of women that really will open up their lives in this way. Mm-hmm. No, I think what, like what I see is a lot of people that like provide instruction rather than like testimony, 
if that makes sense. There's everybody, everybody's got a list. Everybody's top 10 ways to, you know, and we've talked about some of those because they can be really helpful, but I do think they, I think that they lack, you know, sometimes it's just, you want to feel like you connect with someone who's had a similar life experience and you've seen them make it out. Okay. If that makes sense or how they've made it through to the other side or developed skills to prevent it from happening again, or or those kinds of things. I think that that can be really helpful. And I don't think that there are a lot of people, especially in the Christian sector um, that open themselves up like that. I think that a lot of people will say, Oh, just pray about it. Or, you know, they give these kind of like blanket answers of like, well, God just saved me. God provided for me. And it's like, okay, but how, like, how did you know that that was God providing for you? How did you know that that was God solving these issues for you? And I think that when you tell stories, what I think people appreciate so much about you in our everyday lives is that you give like detailed testimony of how you knew it was God, how you knew it was something that was right for you and how you, you know, you, how you traversed these kind of challenges in your life. And I think that that can be a really helpful thing to hear. Well, I also think that you and I have had a unique relationship in that I have been willing to share, Mm -hmm. but also try really hard not to get in the way of your own journey to finding that. So I want to always be careful to say, this is what, this is what my journey has looked like. And I hope that helps you, but really what I'm the biggest invite there is, is for you to go on your own journey to self-discovery for you to be able to say, okay, I know some principles and this is really what I want to focus on this year is that I want to build joy in our lives, because if we don't have a lot of joy, then it's hard to get back from the yucky of life. Yeah. Right. Like I got to have a plan for like when life stinks, how am I going to get back to joy? Right. Right. So So for me, like cultivating joy is a big part of what I want us to talk about alongside of recognizing that in order to grow in Christ, and I'm going to get a little soapboxy here. So just bear with me. Okay. I personally feel like, and I heard these words spoken on a training I was talking, I attended, but I truly believe like we have missed the boat a lot of times in, in normal discipleship in churches and because we are not focused on the wounds, the lies, the vows and the strongholds that we have all developed in our lives that keep us from experiencing freedom in Christ. Mm-hmm. Typically what I have experienced. So I guess say there aren't churches out there that do this, do heart focused discipleship at all. Cause I, I'm sure there are. But my experience has been here. Let me tell you the gospel message. Oh, you like that. Hey, why don't you come to my small group? Now you're in my small group. We've made some friends. You should definitely come to church on Sunday and the pastor can take it from there. Right. Right. And, and, and meanwhile, this person has grown up in a super dysfunctional family they have struggle, you know, self-esteem issues. They have all of these other issues, but we're not ever addressing the heart problem right. and the healing that, that, that really what, what 
can often lead to some of the sins in our lives, right? So, so I really want us to say, okay, we're going to battle this out on a very different level, right? Okay. We're going to talk about like, what are our emotional wounds and what are we supposed to, to do? And how, do, how does God even factor into that? Because yeah, I feel like your generation has a really hard time figuring out the relevance of God. Yeah, because I think that most of the content that's out there is pretty surface level. And I think it can also be pretty intimidating to approach and not necessarily inviting. You know, like people my age tend to focus on, I don't even know how to establish a life for myself. How am I going to think about eternal life when I can't even figure out how to get my current life together? You know, like, I, I think it's pretty daunting. Well, I also feel like you, your generation lives in a culture of comparison. Yeah. You know, like there is so much coming at you at all times. And the world is saying like, you should participate in these things. And so they create, I think a lot of additional wounds. Like it used to be like, oh, our emotional issues or struggles came from our families of origin. But now with social media and all of the different kinds of platforms that are out there, there's a lot more opportunity to be struggling with issues because of what you see out in the world. Yeah. You know, like we didn't have that at our fingertips when I was your age. So you're going to have to teach about that side of it a little bit, because I think that's an important piece too. So this is just, I I just wanted us to come on here today and just talk about like, we really want to take this seriously. I mean, we really want to be able to share our lives with people. We want to gain stories from other people of like, how did they do it? And what has been the most successful way in which you've begun to, to attack issues in your life and how, what's worked and what's not worked and, you know, all of that jazz, plus those handy dandy little 10 ways to do. Yeah. Cause I do like lists. I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not just in the list. I like it. It just doesn't, I don't know that the list is transformative Mm -hmm. and I want transformation. Right. I feel like you want transformation too. I do. This is the big year for it. Yeah. You're feeling it. You're feeling it. You're going to do it. So each week we'll come back either you and I are you and a friend or me and a friend or us with a friend, but we're going to mix it up because we know that like, or at least I know, I'm sure, you know, it's fun for us to get to talk, but I think people need to hear if you don't have a lot of women in your age telling you more personal things if we can have those women on here and i can get them to share things or you can get them to share then that benefits everybody right right so we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna hit it like that sister 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 why did you sing that <laughs> that's that theme song from the tn tamara maori show from the 90s never mind oh i i liked the show it yeah. was cute so, yeah. all right. That's our big plan for the year. Does yeah, that sound good? It'll be good. I, you need to order your own journal. I'm not a journaler. I think I'm going to do the video journaling though. I've really been thinking about it. Oh my gosh. There's an episode of Grace and Frankie where Frank, no, Grace does a video blog. Uh-huh. Right? 
just on her phone and she's talking to herself and then she starts to cry and then she's like this is the best thing I've ever done and I was yeah. like oh my gosh I'm gonna do this I, I so I put my phone I you know because you know how I am I put my phone out I'm like I'm gonna do this I could nobody's gonna see this vlog I'm not posting this anywhere and I'm like primping like, you know what I mean? I'm like getting my hair ready. I'm looking as I'm video ah. blogging. I'm like looking and I'm like, oh, I don't look that good today. Right. Like nobody's going to see it, but me. That's so funny. That's and so I'm funny. all worried about it, which is just another thing to go to show you that yep. we all struggle with issues. Um, but I'm glad to hear that you don't struggle with that. So you're, that's what you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be good. That'll be good. Yeah. I also think I'm going to do it on a GoPro because, um, I have to buy one anyway for a family vacation. And so I can just store it on there rather than on my phone. So like, I can't go back and look at it immediately and like judge myself. Like, I'm just going to have it on a separate, like have it on its own separate thing. Wait, you're getting a GoPro. Yeah. For family vacation. I told you that. Oh, okay. Well, good. I won't buy I it. I mean, though. we're going snorkeling. I want to be able to watch myself snorkel. It's not going to be pointed at you. Uh, rude. What if I asked you to? Oh, what if you asked me to wear the GoPro so I could point? Yeah, it? so you can film me. That's why I'm getting it. Oh, you're getting the GoPro so I can film you? Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. You'll have footage of me. I to film fish. I don't care about fish. You want me to wear a GoPro all week long on that vacation to take pictures of you? Yes. So you that way you have you have your so that way you have something to look at. like if you miss me, you can just like watch, you know. That'll be great for you. For me. <laughs> yeah. That'll be great for you. You're crazy. <laughs> but you go, you go get your GoPro girl. I'm going to get my GoPro. All right, girl. I love you. Love you too. We'll talk again soon next week. All right. Happy new year, everybody. All right. (laughs) See you later. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the renewal session podcast. Make sure to head on over to iTunes and rate and subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. New episodes are dropping every Thursday and I can't wait for you to tune in to next time until then. Live your best life.